how you doing, boys? What's up, Karsten? Wonderful. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad we could get this in. When do you leave, Avery? Uh, Saturday. Okay. <coughs> Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. Driving down. Should be fun. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's crazy. Seven start. and a half hours. Do you start on the 22nd? Do you start your internship? Monday, yeah. Unbelievable, man. T2. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be there all the way through August 25. So yep. it's a full 14 weeks. That's a lot. And then you'll be back and grinding in Madison. Yeah. Getting, getting living with Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, should we talk about some stuff? We should talk about some stuff. Okay. Let's, uh, the first thing I want to talk about today is a little something that we probably know very well, that being beer. Oh. And, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. What Can is you beer? Elaborate? What is alcohol? Um, <laughs> so obviously we all know about Bud Light. They're kind of, uh, tanking at the moment after they, um, partnered with a specific Dylan Mulvaney trans activist. Um, I guess to widen their audience, be more inclusive. Um, do you guys hear about this? I mean, how much do you guys know? I, I know that they made the decision. Their customers reacted mm-hmm. the way that they saw fit. And I heard a rumor, correct me if I'm wrong, that Bud Light changed their entire marketing department. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it it, it looks like uh, you know a few few weeks after the whole fiasco went down, their their whole uh, marketing VP and marketing teams for for Bud Light specifically were kind of gone and replaced with higher up Anheuser Busch um, executives and whatnot. But so the thing that confuses me most about this is how did how did this end up happening? Right. How did enough people say yes? Yeah. This happened. Right. Well, I think what happened was you had one very woke executive who <laughs> who had some sort of goal, right? And there were some interviews, and I'm the, the name of this executive who is no longer with the company, slipping my mind, but she did some interviews afterwards, and her reasoning was she believed that Bud Light is, was battling this persona as the partying beer or the the frat beer and they wanted to open up a little bit uh kind of break that stigma i don't know if you remember during the super bowl but they actually had a commercial during the super bowl where it was like uh, a young couple sitting in um in their living room and just like dancing around to classical music drinking bud light and that was and she referenced that as like the first step in breaking that stigma um and a lot of people at the time were just like well this is kind of an odd commercial for bud light but now we know the the point of that commercial and obviously its successor the uh the move to market with dylan dylan mulvaney but yeah so there's just this recent article on daily wire says that retail data from bump williams consulting indicate that sales for the brew declined 23.6% in the week ended uh, May 6 relative to the same period last year. Slightly worse outcome than the 23.3% decline seen from the week ended April 29. So it, it seems like as the weeks go on, Bud Light has continuously <laughs> lost more and more sales. 
Um, which I think is good. I think this is awesome. This seems like the one of the only conservative boycotts that's actually working. Um, Don't mess with our beer. Right. <laughs> I'm starting to, since it's had such a wide effect, I'm starting to believe that it's not even just a conservative boycott. Mm. It's just people. Yeah. In general. Yeah. I do think... Uh, so let's back up a second. Mm-hmm. We're kind of assuming that everybody knows everything that's happened with mm-hmm. the Bud Light. Um, do you want to do a quick synopsis on? I, so yeah, you've, you've said that they hired this trans activist. We don't know why, and I think we should get into that. Right. Um, and then sales have declined essentially because of that. Is that a reaction to this activist being hired, or? Yeah. Well, it seems like that. I mean, I think often you see in these with these big corporations and what we've seen in the past is you have executives who push these woke agendas and it works out well for a lot of companies. Um, and so with Bud Light, they reach out to this very um, increasingly popular trans activist, Dylan Mulvaney, who is trans and they gave him his own can and uh, he made a few videos Basically, uh, you know, Dylan is is a man who believes he's a woman and is uh, very intent on on kind of portraying this this very stereotypical dumb woman uh, and is pr- probably pretty offensive. And um, yeah, and I think obviously this is one of the uh, industries where conservatives probably hold war- more weight than people would think. Uh, specifically Anheuser-Busch, the parent company of Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch has uh, in the past been um, fairly conservative in their political giving. They um, give money to both sides, but I think I I read a few things where Anheuser-Busch actually gives more money to uh, Republicans. And so when this all went down, you you had a lot of conservatives with a lot of weight saying, let's boycott uh, Bud Light for this. Like, this is this is ridiculous. And it actually has a lot of weight because a lot of conservatives, a lot of um, blue-collar people, you know, they drink Bud Light. And um, I think that probably sums up the, the scenario. Um, what's interesting, though, you know, what, what's kind of funny is there are a few clips of, um, I guess you could call them rhino Republicans, but there's a clip of, uh, like, Donald Trump Jr. who was talking about this, and he was saying, look, but Anheuser-Busch is a fairly conservative company. They give fairly well to Republicans. Um, they made a mistake. We, we, they, they know they made a mistake. Now let's probably call off the dogs and, uh, you know, let's enjoy uh, the beer. You know, like they made a mistake. We made our point. Let's call it off. Um, and obviously, I, you guys probably know what I think to that, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think the stain, stain on the reputation isn't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And people just do what they what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. But to me, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. isn't enough to no. change my mind about anything. No, I mean, I, I just I don't really care. I didn't really care for Bud Light before, and I don't, I don't care to get, you know, made fun of. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. Now it's like it's like Bud Light is the beer that you don't want to get caught with. It doesn't matter if you're political or not. It's just like uncool to drink Bud Light now, which is funny. It's it's great. The the, the boycott it's really worked wonders. But yeah, so what's going to happen in the future? Which, which yeah. is the biggest question of like, you know, Bud Light was this very conservative 
big beer company that now is kind of uncool to drink. You know, I I wouldn't go to a store and buy Bud Light. The only mm-hmm. I don't I don't know many people that would anymore. You know, you yeah. go and get something else. Yeah. Um. So does that mean Bud Light is just gonna? And I don't see that changing. Either, yeah. Which is as much as they, you know, might do. Stain's not gonna go away. Yeah. At least. Like, what could make it cool again? What could make it? There's just so many other options, you know? They, they'd probably have to roll back everything and probably start selling something else besides beer. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd have to make some sort of full-scale apology, which won't happen. It's not going to happen. No. And I don't know if it really needs to either. Just, I mean, let people choose. Yeah. What, what do you think people about... Are, people are choosing no Bud Light. Yeah, that's kind of the... <laughs> The customers speak, right? What do you think about apologies? That was an interesting mm. statement right there because at least I've got an opinion about this mm. and it's people make mistakes all the time. Yeah. Right? And that is that is a fundamental part of being a human being is that we do make mistakes. Yeah. And that we do, you know, we need to accept those mistakes, find out how to make them make them right. Right. Um, but kind of the, the, the court of public opinion is a huge force in this world and kind of the staple is, Oh, I made a mistake. I need to do a full scale public apology. Yeah. And that means, you know, I come out on Twitter and I come out on mm-hmm. all of these, whatever. And I say, Hey, that was very inappropriate of me. Hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. A lot of times it feels like people can just say that and then, okay, you're good to go. And, you're fine, mm-hmm. or maybe that I don't. I don't know. It it leaves a sour taste in my mouth a lot of the time. And so I'm, I'm not sure exactly. What so this is what I think about Bud Light. I think Bud Light obviously is a for pop for profit company. They're losing a lot of money, and the way to get their customers back, I don't expect them to do this. But the only recourse at this point to get money back to save their company would be to come out full scale. And to denounce gender ideology, apologize for putting Del Mulvaney on the can, and then run some sort of, like, traditional pro-America, like, (laughs) pro-man ad or... I don't don't think so. I mean, they're already trying to do that. They're trying to... But without the the apology... Exactly. To me, there's there's a difference. Like, you can apologize to me all you want. It doesn't mean I have to go buy your beer now. No. It it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. So this has definitely been a a prime exa- uh, a very um, good example of one of the greatest brands plummeting, just just obliterating itself. Because on, like you were saying, like I wouldn't even say Bud Light was a like mainstream conservative beer. It was just probably one of the most brandable beers, you know. Um, Remember Dilly Dilly? Dilly Dilly, yeah. Hell yeah. That was that was such a good... <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, and that is... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. It's... Yeah, the way I see it, regardless of what you believe about, you know, the person they were pushing, mm-hmm. it's a fascinating example that will be used in marketing classes for years to come. About that, how, yeah. Like how one small... Thing can either make or break your your campaign. Yeah, it's fascinating. I kind of mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. So what does this mean moving forward for other companies that are 
you've got other companies, not even conservative, mm-hmm. liberal, neutral, whatever, just big brands. What do they do to avoid this? Well, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, there's really only one thing you can do is you try to walk the, the road down the middle as best you can, <laughs> I guess, because you see that, you know, you, you offend people this way, you offend people that way. I don't know. It's kind of exhausting for consumers, though. Right? Yeah, it is exhausting. That's why I, I enjoy when, uh, you know, the things that we buy stay out of politics, and this is a lot easier. There. Yeah. So so what are we as consumers looking for? Separation. Of, exactly. Yeah. Just We just want a product. We oh. don't want anything that... Uh, runs an agenda we don't want and i think that was the biggest reason why bud light it's always been you know this is a cheap good go-to beer that is totally fine there's no agendas it's just a beer that's awesome and then they like oh we're just gonna use our beer to push this agenda and that's why it plummeted so if we're you know we're talking to some big other company out there not even just beer hey nike don't push an agenda. <laughs> you start pushing an agenda. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to me, it's replaceable enough, too. Like, it's a it's a beverage. Like, there's lots of other yeah. beverages. <laughs> Whereas, you know, maybe maybe Disney Plus is pushing some type of agenda I'm not a fan of. But there's nowhere else I can watch Mandalorian. So you I'm have still gonna to. still going to do it. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, beer. So you have to know your industry as mm. a leader. Yeah. All right. Um... You guys want to talk about Tucker Carlson a little bit? Sure. Since we talked about it last time and then we forgot to record. And yeah. Okay. Had a lot of thoughts. Yeah. So, anyway, here's the – so, Avery, since you said you didn't know much about what happened. So, Tucker Carlson abruptly fired from Fox News. Obviously, he is the – he was the highest-rated uh, cable, cable news uh, anchor – in the industry across all networks, um, his you know ratings were spectacular. He's getting around uh, three million a night, three million viewers a night. Wow. Abruptly, um, yeah, Go, br- abruptly fired. Not sure why. Uh, t- this is also around the same time that um, Fox News is settling a lawsuit with Dominion. Are you familiar with that? So Dominion voting systems um, were used in the 2020 election. And after the election, Donald Trump made a lot of claims. A lot of conservatives made a lot of claims about the integrity of these Dominion systems, um, which were played on Fox News a lot. Dominion brought a lawsuit against Fox News for like disparagement, for lying about the defamation system. Stuff. Defamation stuff, yeah. And uh, Fox News ended up settling... Uh, in court, um, they settled with Dominion for close to $800 million uh, for defamation. Um, so Tucker uh, Tucker's firing ca- comes like right on the heels of that. A lot of, a lot of people are speculating that um, undisclosed that uh, the Dominion um, settlement had some sort of line where Fox was going to fire Tucker Carlson. Yeah, not sure about it. Anyway, was Tuck- Tucker, I'm assuming he was a lot of the stuff that was being said against Dominion? I'm not quite sure. Because 
Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure to, about it. I think mainly because he was the, the I, w- I would say he's probably a target because he is the highest rated uh, anchor um, in all of you know cable news. But yeah, so he's he's fired. He's technically still under contract, which presumably has some sort of non-compete clause in it. So he can't, he's <laughs> up until 2025, he's really not allowed to do any media um, job because he's signed in with Fox. Does that mean he's still getting paid by Fox? Yeah, he's still uh, getting paid millions. Interesting, interesting right? <laughs> They're just choosing not to air him, basically. Right. Right. Which seems almost suicidal because I don't know if you've listened to Tucker at all, but like Carlson, Tucker. The the interesting thing about Tucker Carlson is his monologues will make news. Like his monologues will drive views. Just him talking, and I don't know if you've listened to him before, but he's just like a very good speaker. Um, so he came out on Twitter uh last week and he said that he's going to be running a show on Twitter. He's going to be doing. Some somewhat similar show that he was doing on Fox News, but posting it to Twitter. And this comes on the heels also of a lot of people are moving their shows, um, like their podcasts or news shows, um, to Twitter because it um, has very little crackdown on um, offensive things and, and, and whatnot. Um, you look at like YouTube, they're very stingy about what they're um, what they allow, what they crack down on kind of introduces the competitor rumble but yeah. twitter is kind of moving in that direction and yeah tucker carlson says i'm gonna i'm gonna host a show on twitter and um <laughs> it's tucker T- T- tucker says hey can i come on the podcast right <laughs> so I don't know. I think this is really interesting. I don't. I don't know if you're on Twitter at all. Do you have? A- I have a Twitter. Yeah. I am on it mostly to follow the Chicago Cubs and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Dude, man, I I've been on Twitter lately. It's uh, it's definitely interesting. I love Twitter. I uh, I love Twitter. So it's changed quite a bit under the new um, Supreme Leader. Yes, under Elon. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really cool. There's uh like community notes. Have you heard about community notes? No, no. So people will post whatever, some sort of claim. They'll tweet whatever, and if it's misleading or if it's wrong or if it's, I don't know, whatever. If there's additional context needed, mm-hmm. community notes, which you'd think this could be abused very easily. Right. Community notes is a group of people who write context underneath or say why this is wrong or why it's misleading. They write it and like pin it to the tweet. So wherever it's retweeted or, or reposted or whatever, you see the community no- notes. Verified? Yeah, it's uh, a group of people who work for Twitter um, and journalists. They fact work checkers. Yeah, fact checkers, exactly. And, and uh, you'd think it would be biased or this could right. be abused. It's actually really good. It's actually really, really good. Calls out a lot of bullshit. It's really cool. So, interesting. Is this something that Twitter's always had, or is this new? No, this is new under Elon, I believe. So, it, so it kind of it shifted from, hey, we think this is wrong, so therefore we'll delete it. Yeah. To, hey, we think this is wrong. We'll allow the content to exist so everybody can see what it is, yeah. but we'll label it as, hey, we believe this to be incorrect. Right. And then whether or not you trust that fact-checking 
right. group, then you can determine. And, and apparently it sounds like, you know, they went out and got the best of the best and you can see, yeah, this probably is fake if they're, yeah. if they're saying that Well, it is. the cool thing is they link articles too. They link oh, nice. sources underneath their References claims. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And they're like, and yeah. And no, it's really cool. Um, so do they do they take content down that they don't believe in or they think is misleading? No, I don't think so. it up and leave the viewer open to do their own research. I believe I believe the latter. I mean obviously there there are terms where you know if it's if it's like pornograph actually you know what's funny is I I think pornograph like pornographic things can be on Twitter but obviously like child porn or um uh, like incitement to violence like those things are still banned from Twitter like the obvious things but the things that you know normal conservatives were getting banned from Twitter for and um like hate speech and whatnot that doesn't really affect um you know so hate speech this is this is a very interesting uh topic of conversation sure. here just given recent events mm-hmm. um hate speech is protected under the first amendment is that correct yeah because i the thing is i i don't think you can define hate speech because hateful thing yeah speaking hatefully speaking hatefully is Definitely protected by the Constitution. What does the First Amendment say? Let's look it up. Yeah. Let's let's be let's be let's be, let's be right here. Yeah, does specific. So to I've give a little context to our viewers, we all attend UW Madison, and there's been a little thing going around where um, mm. there was a girl who posted a video to I think several different. Um, I think her her friend took a video. Oh, was that what it had was? It. Okay, yeah, so she and didn't actually to get, record it. To get back at her, posted it, finally. I don't know how long ago it was, but... Okay, yeah, but it was basically her saying some racist slash some people's opinions hate speech, which I, I am of the mindset that it was. It was, I mean, it was it was pretty bad. It was hate... See, th- this is the thing. I, I hate using the term hate speech because it, it gets hijacked by lefties who want to pull... Uh, anything that you say that is reasonably like uh, a reasonable thought right. and say you're a hateful person. So it what? A lot of it's punch when it's overused. right. So what she was saying, yes, it was it was very hateful things. Um, but to add some context, apparently what I heard was it was right after Mifflin. This chick was incredibly intoxicated and she sent a private video to her friend and her friend screen recorded it or something or saved it. And posted it into the um, like one of the class uh, group chats on Snapchat. You know what those are the yeah. yeah. That's that's my understanding of what happened. Yeah, uh, and just to jump in, so First Amendment says uh, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Right. So there's five things in the first amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of, uh, right to to assemble, assemble. petition. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. There are five of them. Yeah. And what are they? Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, right to assemble, right to petition the government. And then what was the last one? Did you say religion? Uh-huh. As press. press. There we press, go. Yeah. The freedom of the press. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think this is where it, it 
breaks down in this case because I don't think she ever, obviously would never intend for what she said to end up being seen by anybody. So if she was videoed, like without her consent, does that change things? Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I mean, I'm curious the context. Like, I think let's just let's just talk about what it is for for right now. Like, for what it is, you know, as we see it. So, chick makes a video, obviously very intoxicated. Says she, a lot of. She didn't film it though. Like, she was just like from what I saw the video, and she was. Just oh, you did on the couch, and somebody else is recording her. Oh, okay, so, I didn't know that. And she's like clearly intoxicated out of her mind. Yeah, she could have said anything. Yeah, and. Like, yeah. Okay. So she, yeah, she didn't film the video and send it to somebody. Oh, okay. It was somebody else filmed her and gotcha. was laughing behind the camera when she did it, too. Yeah. Uh, isn't that funny? And then somehow yeah. that video ended up in the hands of somebody else who I think then posted. I see. Maybe. I see. Or the person who took the video wanted to get back at this girl she just videoed and posted to the right story. But either way, she didn't record the video of herself Correct. with the intent to send to anybody. Right. So my question is, is what she said in that room, not thinking she was being recorded, protected as free speech? I think it's protected regardless. Like either she way. could she could record herself saying all those things. It doesn't matter. Like you can't fine her or punish her for saying those things because Hateful things are protected under the First Amendment. Hateful as, as speech. As as they are. Right, exactly. You have the freedom to express yourself. You have the freedom to be evil or to have evil thoughts and to say evil things. You have the, the freedom to do that. But, but you don't have the freedom to make other people believe it. Right, like you can't, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, for so, sure. So then there was, after her saying these things, our school came out and, and had a statement of saying, hey, we can't really like do anything about this. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are upset and you have the right to be upset, but we can't really do anything about this because it's protected. And you know, she has a right to say those things, but then there, are, uh, the, the, you know, the, the minority of outspoken leftists kind of saw that and clapped back at the university and said, Hey, look at all these other schools that have expelled right. or, or, or you know, punished their students in some way for things that they've said. Yeah. And so my question is... Why? Well, why were those schools able to do that? Yeah. If, if all speech is protected, what's the... But And I think there's kind of two schools of thought. You know, they the school has the right to accept whoever they want into their school, and they also have the right to expel you for whatever reasons. Um, well... But is that... Are, do they have the right to do that? No. I don't think so. I just, okay. yeah, I don't think that they have the, the right to expel you for any, well, see, okay, I understand what you're saying because, um, because they can accept you, I guess, for any reason. I think it depends on what kind of school you are first, because if you're a private school, if you're like, if you're a privately funded school, then I, I, I think they can do whatever they want. They can accept you based on any grounds. They can expel you for any, based on any grounds. It doesn't matter because they're privately funded, but when you're publicly funded, with uh, state money and federal money, then um, you're at the whims of the Constitution. Um, that's why private schools can bar specific speakers to campus just because they don't like them, but public schools can't. But they can find other loopholes. Apparently. Yeah, no, they, they, they definitely can. 
Um, Next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with with this chick, yeah, I'm not, honestly, I'm not well read on those other examples of people getting expelled for doing so, or like saying something very offensive or racist or whatnot. All I know is, yeah, it, it is funny that you can't hear, but it has been done in the past. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious about why. Yeah, I would. I can definitely understand how that would confuse some people and make some people upset. Then, if it's if it's been done somewhere, and you would think that the rules would be similar. Yeah, like I, c- I can understand that. Well, okay. I just don't know who whose call it is. I personally, okay. Here's here's the thing though. I don't think that she should be expelled. Like I I don't believe that she deserves to be expelled because obviously, like. College, I, I've heard so much crazier shit on this campus. Like, I've heard a lot of crazy shit. Not that what she said wasn't incredibly offensive or racist or um, hurtful, but I think you just, the context matters. This chick was incredibly intoxicated. She was filmed, and she didn't even know she was being filmed. Um, and now her name is all over the news. Like, everyone knows this chick. Everyone knows what she looks like. Like, how is she ever going to get a job in the future? How is she going to, how is she supposed to move on from this? Like, she was recorded without her knowing when she was incredibly intoxicated and she said some awful things and now her life is over. Like, how, how is she supposed to get a job? How is she supposed to move on? I don't know. I just feel bad for this girl. Not because what she said wasn't, like, bad. Like, it was, it was awfully bad. It was very bad. But her life is over. Like, where's the grace? Like, where, where's the, um, I don't know. It, it just makes me sad for this girl because um, you have a mob of people who, like, hate this person and wish that her life was over. And, and, you, and you, can't, you can't come at hate with more hate and expect good things to happen. Yeah. It's, it's right, I don't think explosion would really solve anything. That makes sense. Like, she'll probably just leave the school... Anyway, on her own. yeah. Uh, if I were her, I would just drop out. Like everyone knows me, all the professors know me. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you disagree, Avery, but like, if if I were in her position, I don't know how I could just like move on from this because you know that probably much of the faculty knows who she is, and many people know who she is, and she's ultimately she's infamous. Like now, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. My opinion on it is I'm, I like to always try and put myself in each person's shoes. And I don't know this person. Right. I know only enough about her from this story. You know? exactly. But I guess if I, if I were in her exact same position with you know, my experiences coming to it, uh, I don't think I would drop out. Like, it would... St- Whoa. That's fun. You don't think anyway, you would drop out? I don't think I would drop out because if I were to drop out, where else is going to accept me? Like, just logically, it would it would suck so much to go through the rest of college with people knowing your name and people, you know, professors and, and being infamous. But if I were to drop out, who else would accept me if I still, I mean, if my goal is still to get a degree? Yeah. Because and and you were just saying how is she supposed to get a job somewhere you know and and there is some grace depending on who you go to and how you handle yourself afterwards you know if you mm-hmm. I made a mistake hey I'm sorry like this is what happened you're upfront about it mm-hmm. twenty years old like 
Yeah, and you're intoxicated and you don't know, like you don't know you're being recorded and all of these different things that are going on all at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I, but I guess if I were in her situation, I wouldn't drop out just from the pure logic of, you know, this school is still offering me a second chance. They are offering me grace. And it's not even a second chance because they're saying basically our hands are tied. We can't do anything about it. Um, but they're still offering me, you know, you can still get a degree from this school. You can still go wherever. Just logically, I think I'd stay. But maybe she, maybe she doesn't want to deal with all that and just got other plans. I don't know. Right. And maybe somewhere would accept her. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I think probably the, what everyone kind of probably needs to do is just try to move past it and believe the best and, you know, believe it was a terrible mistake and hopefully she changes the way she interacts with things and I mean hopefully everybody can move past it mm-hmm. yeah and believe and that she'll you know be different one day yeah and 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 exactly like she made a mistake right that's this is something I'm I'm sure she regrets it terribly it's not like it wasn't her fault she did say those things mm-hmm. She chose to get incredibly intoxicated and put herself in a in a poor position. Yeah, poor position. And surrounded herself with people that would do that to her. Yeah. Too. Yep. Exactly. And it's probably. I mean, I'm sure it's been an incredibly uh, large learning experience for her. So, without a doubt. Um. Yeah. But. Man. Okay. Um. All right, back to Tucker Carlson. Yeah, well, Tucker Carlson, she <laughs> said, yeah, Tucker Carlson, he um, posted a video. He's going to be uh, doing stuff on Twitter, presumably. He hasn't signed any contract with Twitter um, or made any agreements, and obviously he's presumably is under this um, non-compete uh, clause in his contract. Um, but Would he y- need to sign a contract with Twitter to post things? I don't know if you'd have to sign anything or make any agreement. Obviously, if he um, wanted to be paid by Twitter to exclusively host a show on Twitter, uh, then he would have to sign some sort of contract. Um, I just think it. I think it's interesting. I think uh, Twitter is moving in a in a really cool direction, and um, I'm I'm excited to see. So, uh, that's interesting. So how how does the direction Twitter's headed, how does it differ from what other places are doing? What makes it unique? Like uh, what What is futuristic about it? Yeah, so at the moment, um, well, I think first you have to you have to just acknowledge what Twitter was before uh, Elon took over. And Twitter was a place where you could kind of see the uh, the current thoughts of all these famous people. You know, you could you could hear what people are talking about, hear what they're thinking. Uh, in a very brief way, uh, hear what's kind of going viral, and you don't have to like sit down uh, at uh, on YouTube and watch long videos, or you don't have to get on Facebook and um, see what your family's posting and whatnot. Um, you know, I think Instagram is obviously more media based, like more pictures and reels and whatnot. So I think it's it's much more conversationally based or news based. There's um there's a page Sorry. of the. Like yeah, it it shows 
exactly what people are thinking about right now. I think it drives the national conversation. Like, I think it, it's like, what is in the news right now? What are people talking what about? What people care about right now? Yeah. It's trending. Yeah. And so that is attractive. That's cool. Um, but now with like Elon, they're uh, introducing ways to um, post more long form content. So people can uh, presumably in the future, there will be a lot of content creators who are posting uh podcasts shows on twitter um there are these things called i think uh i I forget what they're called but you can do you guys remember the um there used to be some sort of like media um some sort of media app where people would get on and you would just listen it would be like a a a large group chat uh, or a, a large group call and people would just listen to is it periscope no, I, I don't know. But basically, Twitter, they have this feature where a some sort of account can host this uh, large group of people and they can just talk. And there's no video or anything. It's just like a large talk. It's almost like a lecture. That's something cool. Like a live stream, but no video. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Kind of odd. Is it everybody who's watching can talk? Like one big group call? Or just, just yeah. the host? So how do you... How do you regulate that if ever like you know you got thousands of people talking at the same time? Oh, it, uh, you have to like request permission to turn your your microphone on. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, yeah. I, I I just like the the direction it's heading, and obviously with Elon now, there's a a bigger emphasis for freedom of speech and not getting shut down just because you um, have you know opinions that don't coincide with um, you know the mainstream. Uh, I like that. I like that. I think Elon buying Twitter is going to be something that, uh, you know, years down the line will be uh, very important. But so maybe the value you see there is ideas that are free and people can believe what they want to believe and see see things without any, th- any type of regulation. Mm-hmm. And it's accessible in a var- variety of ways. Correct. And very... Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of engagement. Yeah, I recommend getting on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's just check it out. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. Um, but yeah, like I I, I don't know about you, but I like uh yeah you know the trending page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I'll I, just like I go on there. That a lot, actually. Yeah, just like see what's trending and then like click on it and just like scroll through and see if there's anybody interesting on there. It's it's just it, it I think it's a good way to. I mean, it, this sounds cynical, but it's fun to get your news from Twitter because you kind of know, like, you just know what, like, you see what's going on and who is saying what about it, and you can kind of make up your mind based on like who you trust, um, which is okay. cool. Yeah, I think Twitter's kind of it, it's becoming what it was originally intended to be, right? Because there was when it was initially created, it was just kind of a free for all, no regulation at all, and everybody was like, "Uh, bro, I don't know if this is what we want." Um, yeah, but but then like they started adding these regulations and they made some poor hiring choices presumably, and all of a sudden you know it turned into kind of this propaganda machine yeah. of hey we like what they're saying so we'll allow it, and even though that's technically okay to say we don't like it so we're gonna remove it. Yeah, we'll shadow ban yeah, conservatives. Stuff, we'll like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll lock people out of their account. You know, um, what was funny is when when Elon took over, I, I don't know if you remember hearing about the Twitter files, but 
uh, Elon would release these large, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just like just large uh, swaths of like emails and information to pretty middle of the road journalists like uh, Barry Weiss, um, and what they found out. I mean, like I, I didn't go super far into the Twitter files, but one of the things that uh, was revealed in those in those releases was that um, that places like the FBI or um, the White House, they could reach, they they had forums where they could very easily, very quickly, conveniently reach out to Twitter and say, hey, this tweet by this person, we want it, like, we want it gone. And then Twitter would oblige and either, um, like, edit the algorithm so that that tweet wasn't seen by a lot of people or just lock someone out of their account and take it down. Um, but, yeah, I would encourage anybody just to, like, go read that part of the Twitter files, but it's pretty crazy. It was basically an extended arm of the government. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like almost insane. And Elon's been like in, in interviews and talked about that and how, how ridiculous that uh, Twitter would just allow the government to puppet it like that. And that's what you see in countries overseas that are completely corrupt. Yeah. Yep. Have no type of, yeah, free speech. Right. Yeah. So, free speech, right? right. Yeah, they allow you. Oh, yeah, you can totally say what you want. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I li- so I like where it's going. The new Twitter. All right, new Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I gotta get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So all you out there need to go follow this man's right here. Yeah. His new. Uh, I gotta follow you. Yeah. <laughs> you tweet. Do you know what my you name tweet? is? <laughs> no, I don't tweet. I was thinking about writing a tweet the other day, but. I don't have any followers. My mom follows me, actually. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 add you soon. I'll add you soon. I, I think I, I don't tweet. I, okay. So I got on Twitter like junior year of high school, and it was I can't remember. There was some scandal of like the government is like tracking you or something like that, and I was like I don't want any of my information out there. Mm. So I made this like Twitter, and I was like. I'm just gonna say my name is Sparta because like you know, I'm like, <laughs> many. and so and and then like obviously Sparta was taken. So then I was like Sparta one, Sparta yeah, two yeah, until yeah. I could like find something, and uh, <laughs> eventually just like typed out a random number or something. Like that. So I'm like Sparta zero one four five seven or something like that. I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> but I yeah I don't think I've I don't think I've ever like retweeted anything. I just ghost around. So I might I, I think I'll just like make an actual one myself so that I can post things and whatnot. That's fair. Alright, let's get into it. Yes. Am I the am I the <laughs> asshole number two? Yes. Okay, I th- I think I found a good one. I I haven't read through we'll be I, the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read through, I just read the, the title, but okay, it's will I be the asshole? Ah. Oh. Will I be the asshole for going to a college football game instead of staying in town for my wife's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's see. Let's what? see. Let's see. I'm a 30-year-old male, and I'm an alum of Oklahoma State University. Oh. I want to go to the Oklahoma State at Arizona State football game this fall. However, the game is on the same day as my wife's 30th birthday. My wife is very big into birthdays, and this is a big milestone birthday. My mother-in-law approached me about throwing a party for her and wants it on her birthday, which is the same day as the game 
I've told her I may be out of town, which she is appalled at. She asked me if my wife knew, and I told her we had discussed it. I want to go. She doesn't want me to go. I told her we could celebrate together before or after the trip. She wasn't keen on that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Can imagine. There's a lot there's a lot of things going on already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's still more to go. It's cra- it's kind of crazy, but okay. The best college f- my <laughs> best college friend who went to OSU still lives in Scottsdale and has a house. A few other buddies are planning to go. A few spouses may go, but when I broached the topic with my wife, she wasn't interested. She wants me to stay home. She told me she wants me to be around her friends and family and not tailgating in a parking lot in Temp, Tempe, Temp, Tempe, Arizona, Tempe, Temp, 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 Arizona. She says she won't stop me from going, but she's, but she'll be a huge, but it'll be, but I'll be a huge asshole. Classic. She won't be, yeah, she won't stop me, but she's going to, she's going to be very disappointed. And she said that uh, he'll be a very huge asshole if he Uh goes. Uh, this is possibly, what's that? No, no, just keep going. Okay. This is possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity. What? Is it really? Arizona State? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a, okay. This is possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity with the caveat that if, that it could become an every other year thing. There are rumors about ASU joining the Big 12, which could make us conference rivals and we play every year, but i want to go now as the wife and I have discussed kids in the future and this trip would be much easier without a kid in our life. Essentially, I want to go to a game on my wife's birthday. I brought it up. She doesn't want me to go and said I'll be the asshole if I went. My MIL was MIL. My mother-in-law is planning a party for that day. Would I be the asshole for going to the game anyway? Would I be the asshole for going to the game? Yeah. Question. Yeah. Does it say the significance of playing ASU? It says that not that it really matters, but I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I know I I don't get it because because maybe this is something you guys probably watch college football more than me, but that, that like neither of those teams are. I mean, Oklahoma State is kind of good, but is Arizona State? They're they're pretty bad. It's, it's just it's not a, it doesn't. It's not like you're playing Alabama, you know. So okay, yeah. So the the caveat is that okay, if this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, this is a very big important game. There's a very big important reason for me to consider this a higher priority than my wife. Right. Right. Because because what he's essentially deciding between is. This football game is a higher priority than his wife. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's his wife's birthday and birthdays come every year, but it's a big milestone and it's very important to her. Yeah. To me, there's only really like one element here that matters. It's did he make actually there's a couple. But did he make the plan already to go to this game and then his mother-in-law came to him, well, made the plan and got approval from his wife to say like yeah, you could be gone. Like I, I'd, I'd want you to be around, but you could still go. Like we're not. I'm just gonna be with family. He agreed to go. He's he's locked in. Then his mother-in-law says, "I'd like to throw a party. Like, can you be here?" 
then I'd say, well, no, I already made these plans already. They're set in stone. I can't. But yeah. in this case, it seems like he didn't make any set plan. Yeah. So it is just a choice, like. Yeah. The other. I well, I just don't understand the once in a lifetime opportunity. If there's a if yeah. if there's the chance that this ASU is going to join the same conference as Oklahoma State and they're going to be playing, and you potentially will have kids in the future, you don't even know. Yeah. Like, why is this a once in a lifetime opportunity? It's it's not. It's <laughs> it's this guy trying to talk himself into you know. I personally would prefer to go see college football than hang around my wife's dopey old family. You know, that's yeah. he's trying to talk himself into being okay. This is an okay thing to do. And it is her thirtieth birthday. Like it's not. It's no slouch. It's a. Oh. Yeah, it's the, she's the old. The big one. The big three. Yeah. The big three zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not in her twenties anymore. You know, she's old. Now she's old. <laughs> she is old. She's not twenty anymore. Yeah, she's not in her twenties. It's. Yeah, I. Personal rule I live by is what did I commit to first? That's where I need to be. Mm. Unless there's an unforeseen situation where um, it's up for discussion. But well, it's his what wife. Did I, what did I commit to first? He yeah. committed to his wife yeah. by marrying her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if she wants him around for her birthday, yeah. but she doesn't want to go with him to Arizona... Well, yeah. is it even at Arizona? Yeah, it's at Arizona. So yeah. So what's the? It's it, because not even he has at his home stadium. Because he has a few other buddies who are planning on going and um, planning, but they don't have a plan. They what? No, no. It sounds like they have a plan, and they invited him along, and he's trying to figure out if he can go or not. He hasn't committed to it. Yeah. No, the day of the game is my wife's birthday. Wish I could go, but I can't. Yeah, this seems pretty cut. Yeah, in in my opinion, it's a, it's a, this is pretty clear. Yes, you'll be the asshole if you go. And, he's, <laughs> and it, that's the the thing. He's not. He's also not the asshole if he stays with his wife. Like his friends won't think that he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deciding to be at home with his wife on her birthday. It's kind of selfish to just be yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna go. Right. Like if both options make you an asshole and you have to choose. One of or the other, yeah, yeah, it'd be different. Or if it wasn't, yeah, exactly. Or if it like wasn't an asshole either way. If his wife was like, you know, I'm not really a birthday person anyway, and he's just feeling, you know, I feel like maybe I should be home with my wife because birthdays can be a big deal. But she's like, I don't really care, like, if you're there or not. I I don't celebrate birthdays that much. My family will be here, but whatever. You can go if you'd like to. Then maybe it's a harder decision. But she is very clearly. I want you here. Birthdays are a big deal to me. My family will be around. I don't want you in some parking lot getting drunk with your college buddies. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're also he's got to be like near thirty now too. I would assume so. Like, wasn't that more of an early twenties thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's something to be said for getting together with your college buddies as right. you get older for sure yeah life gets the, busy. the responses are just roasting him <laughs> like <laughs> give us some good ones yeah so th- this one uh you will be the asshole it's an it's an effing football game it doesn't <laughs> matter at all to anyone unless you're getting some social some special alumnus who traveled the farthest to go to a effing football game award be a man and celebrate with your wife <laughs> another one 
says, you really have to ask? Yes, you would absolutely, <laughs> in italics, <laughs> be that asshole for skipping out on your wife's birthday uh, and party for a football game when she's made her feelings clear. Sort out your priorities. Watching college football game doesn't really qualify as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. No, no, I, I get it. I'm a giant sports fan. Like it would probably it would annoy me if I had to choose. Yeah. It would really annoy me. But sports are not everything. And what you know, the commitment your wife expects from you right. should be your priority. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's kind of a no brainer. Cut and dry. It's yeah, it's it's your it's what your priorities are. If your wife is not a priority to you, should she be your wife? Is kind of the. Let's get married. Why did yeah, you get married? This seems like a scenario where uh, this man is not mature enough for the full responsibilities of, um, you know. Yeah. Of, uh, being there for his wife, but. So question: If they weren't married, would that change your answer? I think it would depend on what you're looking for out of the relationship. Obviously, how close they are, intimately, emotionally, um, that would depend. Like. If they just started seeing each other and they're, you know, dating, right. then maybe maybe it's all right. It probably wouldn't leave a very good taste in the chick's mouth, but <laughs> no fun in saying it. But, but, uh, um, but uh, you know, you know, also if you're looking to get married to this woman and and uh you chose to do this, you know, maybe uh maybe that doesn't set the best example, you know. Ultimately, it's not a good habit to build. Yeah, to skipping choose, choose your what you want over your now, family. No. What would it have to be for the guy to be like, "No, come on. I'm going to the football game." Like, "Come on, man." Like, what would it have to be? Would it like maybe just like brunch with her friends or something or her parents are in oh. town, you know? Like, what would it well, it'd probably have to be her saying, no, I, I mean, we're not really doing anything special. I don't need you to be there. No, not, I, I, I don't mean it's her birthday. Itself. I mean, what, what, uh, where would it be appropriate for a husband to be like, no, I, I'm not going to that. I'm going to this football game. Um, yeah. What would the event have to be? Like if it wasn't her birthday. Yeah. Like, what, how significant would it have to be where he's not the asshole? Like, brunch with her parents who right. traveled a far way? You think that would be okay? But oh, if they travel far away, yeah, like the parents are in town, they don't see them very often. Yeah, I feel like that'd still be a you should be in town for the brunch. (laughs) I'd still leave that up to her to decide Mm, if it's if it's how important this is. See, that's where it gets difficult because something I experience with Katie all the time is like, I I just want you to do whatever you want. I just want you to do it. I don't believe that. No, no, it's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) Don't yeah. fall for it. They don't know what they want. No. Usually. Well, and that depends on well, the person. They might know what they want. They're just not ready to tell you. Yes. <laughs> or they're not ready to have that conversation sometimes. Uh, this, is, this is an interesting situation because it doesn't seem like a plan has been made on either side. It's just him deciding what to start committing to. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. Dang. This asshole. one was easy. This uh, Yeah, asshole. Asshole, for sure. This one was kind of easy. All right, should we wrap it up there? I think so. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.